My friend Iva Bontrager with Iva Bontrager Coaching is here with me today. She's an amazing, faith-filled, powerhouse, Christian life coach. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road, Twitter at The Radical Road 1. Visit our website on theradicalroad.com and email us your questions or comments to Matt and Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. Welcome to the Radical Road, everybody. We're back. And only uh, Iva Bontrager and I are here, not Matt. Matt is missing. He's on the road. Um, so sorry, guys. We know how much we all love Matt. <laughs> we miss him today. Um, he's in the middle of Montana where there's really bad service. So he cannot jump on today with us. But how are you, Iva? I'm doing well. Thanks, Jess. Yeah. Thanks for being on with us today. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope all of our audience out there uh, really takes uh, something away from today and what Iva's uh, bringing today. She's just filled with tons of knowledge and coaching and faith. So uh, I hope she just inspires each one of you and impacts each one of you listening today. So Iva, um, can you tell the audience how we came into connection? Yeah. So last summer I attended a women's uh, business conference and I met Erica Olaf. I believe you've had her on the podcast before and just connected with her. And she's like, I think you should meet my friend Jess. And <laughs> so uh, she's like, uh, I had already been following you on social media. So I was like, oh yeah, Jess. And so that just gave me the push I needed to reach out to you and connect with you at a deeper level. And uh, so I reached out and you gave me your phone number and I was like, okay. So I gave you a call and we got started talking and it's just been so incredible to see how God has connected us. And uh, it's just been amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, we have quite a bit in common actually, specifically wrapped around um, the depth of our faith for Jesus, right? Our love for Jesus, yes. but also wrapped around business, mm -hmm. around entrepreneurship and just being a powerhouse female out there doing, doing our thing. Yes. <laughs> doing our thing for God. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching the kingdom. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so grateful that we were connected. You know, it's really nice, especially with Matt and I being on the road, to uh, be able to talk to other women and, and men and just to be lifted up and encouraged and to be leveled up by other uh, powerhouses. Yeah. So, yeah, we need that. We need that in our lives. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, you don't want to sit in passivity or be stagnant where you're at. That's yeah. not what God's called us to do. So why don't you share with the audience a little bit about yourself and um, where you came from? What, what your past looks like, where you grew up, all that good stuff. Yeah. So my husband, Levi, and I and our three boys, we currently live in Kelowna, Iowa. And we live on the farm where I was born and raised, which is really cool for me. We love living in the country and on the farm. So we, uh, yeah, I was um, born and raised in the Amish culture. And yeah, I... As a young girl, I knew, though, that I didn't want to be in that culture forever. I knew that someday I would leave. And so I actually ended up leaving the Amish church when I was 14 years old, which is, which is actually kind of unusual. 
Um, but I had an older sister who was attending a different church. And so I had the opportunity to go to church with her. And so my parents approved of that, which is kind of, like I said, rare and unusual. But so it just kind of started me on a path towards finding my freedom from that religious place of what I was born and raised in. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of things that I learned from growing up in that culture, but also just where I am today. I mean, you know, my freedom in Christ is such a beautiful gift to me. And I think I appreciate that a lot more because I didn't have that when I was growing up. So it plays a lot into who I am today as a person. So yeah, that was, uh, you know, what I grew up with. And then, you know, God sent me on this journey of you know, finding my freedom in him, my value and my worth in him. I was, I'm the youngest of eight children and growing up, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad. My dad was pretty distant. He had a lot of trauma from when he was younger. And I didn't know that as a young child, I didn't understand that. Um, but it made him just distant and, and not very expressive of his love towards me. So I connected how my earthly father related to me how as to how my heavenly father related to me. And so I always saw God as distant and not connected to me and just grew up with a lot of shame and guilt and a lot of performance. So like I felt like if I missed the mark that uh, God's love for me, you know, it was like I was hanging by a thread. So if I fell into sin or whatever, he would cut that thread and then I would have to work my way back up to, into his favor and grace again. That's how I viewed my heavenly father. And that you had to work for it. Yes. Yes. It was very workspaced. And it wasn't, you know, and over the years, you know, I would continue to seek, you know, I was, I thought I was faithfully serving him. And I was, and yet I just felt like always something was missing. And it wasn't until I was probably in my thirties when I truly encountered the love of my heavenly father. And then it just, it totally changed everything for me. You know, that once you experience God's love and his incredible mercy for you, it was just, it's, it totally transformed my life and I'm just not the same person anymore. And that's really my foundation for everything that I do is really out of knowing yeah. um, who I am. And don't you think uh, many people actually uh, make the mistake of relating um, our heavenly father to our earthly father Yes, and mm -hmm. the kind of love it, they, they view it as similar mm -hmm. and it's nothing like that. Um, as you said, it's a divine love. It's a love that we've never really experienced or felt here on earth. And it's once we um, can connect and we can feel that divine love, then we look at our heavenly father much differently. Yes. Much differently. Yeah. So yeah, there's just so much grace there's so much grace. It's not by works. It's just simply he loves us and just so much grace with him. Yeah. And then it was during that time as well that I started um, doing some inner healing deliverance sessions and just really was healed from my past wounds with my father. Um, my dad passed away in 2007 but I was able to forgive him and just my, I'm just so healed from that. And that is only because of God's goodness. Like that transformational love that comes in and heals is just so powerful. And um, I'm so grateful 
so grateful for that. Yeah. And we're not saying that um, all earthly fathers, you know, are, are at lack. There's some people that have amazing, incredible earthly fathers, but we're saying even at the best, right? Yes. Even when people have the best earthly father, it's still not like our heavenly father, yeah. right? Yeah. Earthly fathers are to emulate our our yes. heavenly father, right? They're supposed to represent our heavenly father, but that doesn't always happen. That's mm-hmm. not always the case. And it is usually because of their own trauma. And so I j- I'm just so grateful that you ended up having inner healing and deliverance to be freed from that bondage, to yes. be freed from all of that history, right? And that is what deliverance and um, inner healing is all about. I actually ran into a gal that I've known for years at um, Target the other day. And uh, she's like, what are you, what are you up to these days? You know, she's a, she knew me from hairstyling days. And so she said, what are you up to today? And so I, I said, you know, my husband and I are on the road. We're doing ministry for God. And we got called out on the road. And she's like, well, what are you doing for ministry? So I started explaining to her all the different facets that God's placed us as we're out on the road. And I said, we do deliverance, freedom and deliverance well, what's deliverance? You know, she says, and she comes from a Catholic background. I said, well, you've heard of exorcist, right? Right. (laughs) And I said something like that, but it's deliverance. It's different, but similar. And I said, we're demon slayers. (laughs) (laughs) She looked at me like, oh, (laughs) but there is, uh, it's very real as we've talked about on uh, past episodes and once you study it in the gospels, you know, it's very real, but mm-hmm. it just brings that freedom that you need from the bondage that you can often grow up in just like you did. Yeah. You know? And then you went on to actually doing, you and your husband did, uh, your husband Levi and you did freedom and deliverance within your church, correct? Yeah. We led an inner healing deliverance ministry for over six years and it was just a really incredible ministry. And we got such an amazing opportunity to see people get set free and walk in their freedom. And I'm just so grateful for that opportunity that we got to serve in that way. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. Where are you at today with, you know, your faith and you're married to Levi, you have children, um, but where are you at today with your faith and how does that apply to your coaching? Yeah, so I had a dream to become a, a life coach For quite a number of years, I had received some life coaching myself from a beautiful Christian woman and something stirred in my heart of, you know, I could do that. And yet just because of beliefs that I had about how smart I was and all of that, I just thought, oh, I don't know if I could ever do that. And uh, in 2019, Levi and I, we serve on the leadership team at our church and One of the things that we practice at our church is every seven-year sabbatical for our leaders. And so in 2019, we went on a sabbatical over the summer. And so we stepped away from, you know, leading things at church and just completely removed ourselves from, you know, that. And um, when I came back, I was like, okay, God, now what do you want me to do, right? I'd come through this season of rest that was really beautiful and it was such a gift and you know, I came back and I was like, okay, God, now what? And, you know, he didn't show me that I was supposed to pick up the inner healing deliverance ministry again. So that was kind of hard for me because I really kind of my identity had been wrapped up in that. And 
I just kind of went through this wilderness of like, God, what do you want me to do? I just felt like I was wandering around with no clear direction. Maybe that's why he doesn't want you to do it again, because you did wrap your identity around this. Yeah. Right? Because when it comes to freedom deliverance, as you and I have spoke, and you know, um, it's about him. It's not about us, but it's easy to get caught up in the fact that he's gifted us so well in the area of deliverance that you could get your identity wrapped into that where it is always about him. So maybe he was just teaching you that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I also had a sense that it was time for me to make a shift in my career. And um, I felt, I started to feel this stir deeper in my heart to pursue the life coaching. And so spring of 2020, I enrolled in a life, life coaching certification course, Christian life coaching and became a certified Christian life coach um, the end of 2020 and launched my life coaching business at the beginning of beginning of 2022. It's the end of 2021. Yeah. I have my years mixed up here. <laughs> but anyway, it has been an incredible, I just, it's it's so amazing when I look back. You know, I I came back from sabbatical and I just kind of wandered in this wilderness of like, God, what do you want from me? And yet I was just really held space in my heart for him to show me the way. And I had to trust him, right? Now that I'm actually coaching and doing the thing that I felt called to for so long, it's just, it feels so gratifying and um, just incredible. I'm so grateful that, you know, he prepared the way before me and um, I get this amazing opportunity to serve others through my coaching. Well, you've come into convergence. Yeah. You know, you're in your lane now. So that's fulfilling when you're finally in your lane and um, you're you're converging with your your coaching and with your faith. Yeah, and those are both of who you are. So, and what's really cool about it too is that all those years of experience with inner healing deliverance, I get to use a lot of those things I learned there in my coaching, and so I love how God, you know, just orchestrated that for me. Yeah, yeah, and there's. There's something beautiful about that too. And, you know, for those of you out there that are familiar, you know, we never want to ever charge for our gifts, right? The gift, the giftings that have been placed upon us in 1 Corinthians 12. We don't want to charge for our giftings because even deliverance, we're using our giftings. We're using uh, prophecy. We're using discernment. We're using, uh, you know, all these different gifts to do deliverance. But what Iva actually coaches is, or what she charges for is her coaching. She mm-hmm. charges yes. for her coaching, mm-hmm. um, but deliverance comes along with it Yes, if, yeah. if needed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's not actually charging for deliverance for those of you that are out there going, oh boy, she's one of those, you know, false prophets, whatever. No, she's actually charging for her coaching, not for the yes. deliverance. So yes, that I'm you guys coach. are all aware of that. But yeah, it's beautiful that God has gifted you, Iva, to work in his kingdom. Basically, you're working in his kingdom and it's like a niche, right? You're not just like any other coach out there, any other life coach. You're actually doing it with your faith. Mm -hmm. And not many people can say that they have that freedom. That's true. Yeah. Right. Because many people feel like they're in the confines of their career that they can't share their faith. Yeah. Or they won't share their faith, right? Maybe it's an option and they just won't share their faith because they're afraid that it'll affect them in their business. But you actually have a career where you can freely, you know, work with your faith and share your faith. Yes. That's amazing. 
tell me like, how does, like, what are you doing within your life coaching? What area are you focusing on right now? Yeah. So I started out, like I said, as a Christian life coach and just using those, um, the inner healing deliverance methods in my coaching. And, um, the beginning of this year, I enrolled in a neuro coaching certification with Dr. Shannon Urban. She has created, um, a coaching model that is actually really, um, amazing. I have been so just amazed by how God has connected me to this and, uh, the level of even transformation I'm experiencing as I, as I go through the certification, you know, we are of course required as coaches to apply this model to ourselves and we're being coached by the master neuro coaches in that program. And so I'm experiencing some really amazing things myself and then getting to use this model with my clients as well as has been just so amazing and awesome to do. And so to explain a little bit about what neuro coaching is, we talked about the inner healing deliverance part and how important that is. Like, you know, for me specifically, I had to be healed from wounds from my father. Right. And that brought me so much freedom and healing and um, has been so profound in my life. But this is this this neuro coaching model is, I feel like just an added like layer that is so necessary. So what I'm talking about is our brain, 90 to 95% of the decisions we make and the actions we take come from our subconscious. And we have beliefs running in our subconscious that have been put there ever since we were young. Um, whether you know, and often from outside influence, maybe things that our parents did or, you know, from school or whatever environments we were in, we were programmed with certain beliefs and our brain wasn't developed enough to either reject the belief or accept the belief, right? So these kinds of belief beliefs have been running in our subconscious ever since we were young and maybe haven't been challenged. And so, um, what this neuro coaching does is, is discovers what those beliefs are. If we have a broken belief that's running that we're not maybe aware of, and then taking that belief and pruning it away, that old broken belief that's not serving us, and then replacing it with a belief that serves us. Um, I'll just give you an example like I said, I've had inner healing deliverance, you know, walking in my freedom with Christ, right? It's been amazing. Well, as I'm starting to work on this certification, I'm doing this work myself, um, working with these master coaches, I realized I had a belief that I'm not smart enough. And which, you know, understandably, Growing up in the Amish culture, they don't value, edu you know, furthering your education. So I quit school when I was in eighth grade and started my own business when I was 14. But because I didn't think I had an education according to the world standards, I had been telling myself I wasn't smart enough. But logically, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that that's what I believed. Right. But So I have a question for you. Yes. So how do you since you're faith-filled and um, have faith walk, how do you decipher whether it's your own subconscious or if it's the enemy putting that thought into your mind? Because, 
you know, we, we hear lots of thoughts, right? That's why in scripture it says, take every thought captive, Mm -hmm. right? Because we have God speaking to us, you know, and it's really just honing in and learning his voice, right? Building a relationship with him and learning his voice and him speaking to us. And then we have our own voice, right? Like you're talking about. And then there's the enemy too. Yes. That's speaking to us. So how, how do you know the difference between the subconscious or if it's the enemy, you know, telling you you're not smart enough, you're not smart enough. Yeah. I would say it's just when we build ourselves up in Christ and we know the voice of the Holy Spirit, um, I just think it comes with experience. Um, for me personally, anyway, um, when you recognize, you know, typically I can recognize if it's the enemy trying to throw something at me or trying to slip a lie into my thoughts or something like that. But with this whole process of coaching the method that I'm learning, the way that it's uncovered, I realize that, you know, this wasn't necessarily the enemy. This was a belief that had been there ever since I was young. So it was you. It was your voice yes. in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And it was you speaking to yourself, saying that to mm-hmm. yourself. Okay. Because we know that when the Holy Spirit speaks, it's not negative. Right. Like he's yes. not going to be like, you're yeah. not smart enough. He's going to be like, you're so smart that you can go do all of this. Yes. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. the Holy Spirit. Like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. He wants like us to go big, not, yeah. <laughs> not to be reserved and hold back. So yeah. yeah. When, so when, for our audience out there, when the, when, when the Lord's speaking to us or the Holy Spirit's speaking to us, it's not um, in negative words, right? It's not an ill will. It's not negative words. So um, just so you kind of understand that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, really good. Yeah. So, wow. Cause you know, we, we all have done that, right? We all have, um, cycled different beliefs in our mind. Yeah. And so I just, to finish that out. So I discovered I had this belief that I wasn't smart enough. And again, like I said, logically looking in, I was like, well, that's not true. I know that in my logical brain that that's not true. Um, but because this had been running in my subconscious without me being aware of it, it was causing me to hold back. Right. And in my business, you know, specifically in my business, I was holding back. And because that belief was influencing me, I've gone through the step-by-step process of working on pruning away that old belief that I'm not smart enough and then replacing it with a new belief that, yes, I'm smart enough. I have the wisdom of Christ, right? And I'm actually starting to see the fruit of it which is so amazing. I cannot even begin to tell you, like, <laughs> you know, like I said, I've had my freedom in Christ. I know who I am in Christ and all of that. But pruning away that old belief has been just like next level. I mean, it's so amazing. So um, there was a situation that came up where I had to step up in leadership at church. It was like a last minute adjustment we had to make for a Sunday morning worship service. And I knew that I needed to step into that space and, um, lead from up front. And as I reflected on it afterwards, I was like, okay, this is the difference. Because I pruning away that old belief, I led with a level of confidence that I had never led but with before. And it was the fruit of pruning, beginning to prune away that old belief. There's actually so good. So Dr. Shannon Irvin, like I said, I've she's who I'm studying under. And 
um, she, you know, has been, she's a doctor of neuroscience and she's in these rooms of, you know, the labs where they're actually doing like the, the brain scans and you could actually see physical evidence of new neural pathways being developed with this kind of work. So, you know, your brain has this pathway, it goes what, to what's familiar and what's easy. And so that old belief that I'm not smart enough was what was easy for my brain. That was the easy path for my brain to follow. And then through this whole step-by-step process of pruning away that old belief, there's actually a point where you start forming a new neural pathway. And it's, it's just, it's, it's really incredible, fascinating work to me. Very how fascinating. God created our brains to work. Yeah. And um, I just think this is... So who can really say that God's not a part of science? Right. He really created I it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. And so do you think um, all beliefs are rooted from the past or do we form new beliefs? I think we can form new beliefs. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, we have old beliefs that are formed, you know, in the past. Um, but, you know, we can, I think we can always be forming new beliefs, whether they're good or bad. But yeah, through this neuro coaching, we can identify if there is a belief that's an old broken belief that needs to be removed. And if so, then we have the tools to help you remove it and replace it with a new belief, which is it's powerful work. I, I've been in the inner healing deliverance world for a long time, and that's a great, it's phenomenal. We need that. But this is just, I, I'm experiencing some really deep transformational stuff in my own life by doing this neuro work. And I just, I'm, I'm blown away. So I'm excited to have this in my tool belt to serve my clients. Speaking of um, clients, like if someone wanted to work with you, how do they reach you? How do they contact you? And do you work with people all over the country? Are you just in a certain area? Yeah. So I, everything I do is virtual, either via Zoom or phone call. Um, so I can work with anybody anywhere. Um, I'm specifically focused on coaching women right now. And my heart is for women in business, Christian women in business to really support them to be successful. I have a heart for, um, I feel I'm called to the business world and God has place that on me. And I feel that very strongly. And so my passion, my vision is to um, coach women who want to make a difference for the kingdom of God through business. And so I want to use this neuro coaching to help women overcome beliefs that are holding them back so they can go all in with what God's calling them to do. Um, people can find me at my website, www.ivabontrigger.com. And then I'm on Facebook at Ivabontrigger Coaching, on Instagram at Ivabontrigger. So DM me on those or reach out to me on my, on my website. So good. You know, also Matt and I have gotten to know Iva and her husband Levi pretty well because they have joined us on the rad group, which Mm -hmm. is radiance attacking demonic. It's a deliverance group from a a group of people from all over the country. And Iva and Levi have hopped on and joined us. And so it's been really fun getting to know you two better on a more personal level just how gifted you guys are in God too, and um, just in your faith. And it's just, you guys together, just united as a couple, you're a power couple together for Christ. And oh, I, thank you. And I, we really appreciate you too. And what you're doing here in Iowa, 
um, in, in your community. But we know that you've also really started to focus on post-deliverance as mm-hmm. well, which, you know, p- for those of you that aren't familiar with the deliverance process, once you get delivered from certain um, demons or unclean spirits that you're dealing with or you've dealt with your whole life, then afterwards, you know, you, sh- you should be uh, staying plugged in to um, a community, um, someone that can mentor you, someone that can disciple you, be plugged into the Bible, be plugged into prayer, um, just staying connected with your relationship with Jesus. It's so important to just con- continue pressing into Christ and what he has for you. Because once we're freed, then we can grow. Mm-hmm. And so it's just making sure that um, you're plugged in so you can continue to grow. And so that's the part that you guys focus on. Is that correct? Yeah. One of the things that after I came back, we came back from sabbatical, one of the things I had really thought about was, you know, we saw a lot of fruit to the inner healing deliverance ministry, but we also saw people that would find their freedom, but then would go back to their old habits or behaviors and stuff. And so that was always something that I felt like the Lord that I wrestled with God around, like, how do we um, help people to continue to walk in their freedom. And so we've just kind of, we don't have anything like specific that we do, but our heart is just really around that and supporting um, people in their journey on freedom. And I, and it really through my coaching, you know, is how I do that. Yeah. Is helping people to continue to walk in their freedom. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a passion of ours, you know, so. It's good. Got a real heart for people for sure. And so uh, what else would you like to talk about with your coaching? Is there any other um, you know, pieces that you want to talk to the audience about your coaching and let them know what you're all about? Yeah. So I feel like people don't always understand the value of coaching. And for me personally, I experienced what a difference having a coach in my life has made. And I remember the very first time I started working with a life coach and what an incredible difference it made in my life. I just am so passionate about seeing more people being, you know, having coaching in their life and making that a normal part of life and not seeing coaching as something that you only need if you're really struggling or whatever. But coaching, you know, um, It takes you from where you are to where you want to go. So, and in a much quicker way than if you did it on your own. And then also just that accountability piece is so powerful. You know, research even shows how it's such a greater percentage rate of success if you add accountability to your goal setting. And I've seen that in my own life too. You know, if I know that I've made a commitment to something and I know somebody's holding me accountable for it. I'm going to be that much more likely to accomplish that goal, that thing that I set out to do. And um, so, yeah, I just want to remove some of the blocks or the beliefs that people have about coaching, because especially in the church, too, I think there I feel like every leadership team in a church should be surrounded by coaching. I mean, like coaching is so powerful. And the other thing that I've seen a lot of, too, is just there's, you know, the coaching world is really vast. There's a lot of different types of coaching methods and out there. And uh, I see a lot of new age type stuff in the coaching world. 
And so my passion is to really see the Christian coaching world expand and that the church realizes the value of having coaching. And yeah, that's become a real problem um, for today is there's a lot of coaches out there that um, definitely exhibit syncretism mm-hmm. where they're mixing of the faiths yes. when they're coaching. Um, and it's really confusing people. It's really playing with fire according to the word of God, right? And it's it's just really confusing the people of today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your true your your answers are in the one true source. Your answers are in God and God only. They're not, you know, messing around with all these other spirit realms. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we're really p- playing with fire when we start doing that. We start um, fo- following different faiths and beliefs, mm-hmm. belief systems. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that is a huge problem in today's world for sure. Yes. But, uh, you know, I was thinking as you were you were talking, you know, when I owned my salon and spa years ago, I needed a successful mentors, women that had gone before me to coach me essentially. Right. And I didn't necessarily, you know, pay for a life coach because, you know, I was pretty young. I didn't know much about coaching, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was really grateful. I had some powerhouse entrepreneurial women that I did their hair and they almost coached me in their, in my chair. Right. And one of them said, uh, one of them was, um, she owned a very successful recruiting company. And she said, um, there's nothing wrong with hiring a life coach. Wow. There's nothing wrong with hiring a life coach or having a, you know, a counselor of some sort or someone you can, you know, just be led by. And, and I'll never forget when she said that, uh, because she had one, some of your strongest, wisest women, that are entrepreneurs have like half coaches. Yes. And so, um, you know, that was really profound when she told me that, and I was really blessed. I had a Christian entrepreneur in the same type of business that I was in that really led me and coached me, but not everyone has that. Yeah. Not everyone has that built in mentor, that built in know, woman to look up to when you're a female. And so it is really powerful what you're doing. Very powerful what you're doing, Iva. So I'm grateful that you're out there and I hope that women reach out to you and that they can be impacted because you're really powerful. Thank you. One of the things that I'm just discovering is like, I think sometimes in the church, the church doesn't always understand when there's a call of business on someone's life and how to support And sometimes it can feel lonely in the church. (laughs) Yeah. And so my heart is really to support women who are faith-filled and want to serve God by building their business. Yes. Um, I started my first business when I was 14 years old. I thought that was normal. (laughs) (laughs) Looking back, I realized that's not the truth. (laughs) Uh, So I've always been very entrepreneurial at heart. And I've owned my own business for over 20, 20 some years. And so... Yeah, I just have a real heart to see women called to the world of business to thrive. And I realize that many times what holds us back is not having all the knowledge of what we need to do, whether it's whether it comes to marketing or building your business or whatever, but it's our beliefs. And so through this uh, neurocoaching, having this neurocoaching model to use with my clients, 
I'm so excited to, to have that because I feel like once we get rid of those beliefs, we can break through those old broken beliefs yeah. and replace them with beliefs that service. That's where we can thrive and grow. You know, all those, you know, I think in today's world and in, in the online world, there's so many things marketed at us, how to build your business. And if you just have this one specific tool or do it this way, then you'll grow or whatever. But as if we have a broken belief that's holding us back, no matter what we try, it's, we're never really going to get to that place where we want to go. Right. right. And so I feel like this is like really addressing some of those root things that's going to help us. Then all those other things that we're learning about, you know, how to market your business or whatever will work for us once we remove, remove those old beliefs that have been holding us back. And so, um, that's what I'm excited about is having this to, to serve right. my clients. You know, um, also, and I, I just want to cover this because what you were saying about, um, breaking the beliefs within the church too, as far as entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. we're called as Christians, we're called to be kingdom, right? We're called to do kingdom yes, and we're called to prosper. And there is actually 2000 scriptures in the Bible that speaks on prosperity. There's 500 on prayer. And so when we're prospering, not just in finances, yeah. but prospering in all areas of our life, right? Every area you can think of. If we're prospering, that's how we can help the poor, yes. the broken, the yes. lost, right? When we're this strong foundation as, as kingdom kids, when we build the strong foundation of prosperity, then we can actually grow his kingdom. We can go out and reach his kingdom, Yes. So there's a reason why God talks about prosperity in the Bible. There's a reason why God talks about finances in the Bible. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it says, And God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gift of healings, helps. Does everyone know what helps is? Helps is actually people that help because of their businesses. They are kingdom businesses that help to grow financially the church and outside of the four walls. That's what helps is. You can look it up. Administrations, varieties of tongues. That again is in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. So right there in the Bible, it talks about helps. It talks about us building kingdom businesses. That is one of our giftings to be yeah. kingdom entrepreneurs. Yeah. Okay. That's how we go out and reach the people outside of the four walls yes. of the church and bring them into the church. Okay. Um, whether we, we don't have to try, we just represent Christ in our kingdom mm -hmm. businesses, mm -hmm. right? We're just representing who he is and helping the people that come to us through our business. And so it's, it's all about, um, like you said, changing that belief, changing that mindset, because we're called to do kingdom. We're called to to yes. to to grow his kingdom for him. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about this a little bit before we came on the show, just of how we are called to influence society, all the different spheres of our culture. And I think for too long the church has stayed inside the four walls. And because of that, we've seen darkness grow. And 
now I think we are in a season of where we're seeing the church rise up and start to take back, you Ter- know, territory, territory yeah. in each of the different pillars, pillars of our culture. And um, I'm so excited about that, you yes. know, yes. because that's where we're supposed to be, you know. Right. Yes. The pillars of the creatives, the pillars in education, the pillars in politics, the pillars in business, mm-hmm. right? Just wherever you are, mm-hmm. like that's what we're called to do is to to uh, be faith-filled, have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, we go into the church and get fueled, right? We, we serve, we serve for Christ in the church, uh, but then we take that out, Side. Yes. We take that outside of those four walls. Yeah. yeah to those pillars. Mm-hmm. So it's so great. I feel like we are living in just, I'm so grateful to be alive in this day and age and get to experience, you know, this. Y- yes, there's a lot of darkness around us, but also like these are the, this is such a great opportunity for us to let God's light shine. And yeah, I'm so excited about what God's doing right now. And just yeah. even the opportunity to, within those pillars that we were just talking about, let's say you're in the education pillar, you're in a school or you're in politics. Um, and yes, I said school, but if there's an opportunity where you can pray, mm-hmm. pray. Yeah. You know, step outside of those four walls, pray for people. Hey, mm-hmm. don't just say, can I pray for you later? Can I, what do you need prayer for? No, let's pray now. Yes. You know, cause sometimes those right. are, we look at those words, I'll pray for you as empty words. Like yeah, we oftentimes we do that, and there is emptiness to it because a lot of times we walk away from those people and we forget to pray for them. Right. Instead, say, you know what? Let's stop right now. Let's mm-hmm. pray. Mm-hmm. Let's pray for you right now. So we need more of that. We need more of um, the people just going beyond those four walls. And I think that's where the revival just starts. Yes. It, you know, we're seeing this revival right now. Yes. And it's starting, and it's just like going to spread like wildfire. But that's where it starts, right? Mm-hmm. It's all of us going outside of the four walls of church, instead of just checking it off the list, it's me saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do this all week long right? in whatever pillar right. I'm in. And um, just really starting that revival outside of the four walls. Yeah. So good. So um, anything else that you want to share with the audience today? Any pieces that, any powerful pieces of advice that you want to give them? I just, you know, my story is, that I do nothing aside from, you know, God and his just incredible love for me. That is just, that's my testimony, you know? And if you've not encountered that love, like I encourage you to seek that out because your life will never be the same. And, you know, I went from a religious legalistic, you know, growing up in that and feeling so much shame and um, feeling like I had to perform to be accepted by my Heavenly Father and to where I am at today to be able to thrive and grow, be all that God has called me to be and do that in confidence is so amazing. And it's all because that I encountered His love for me, you know, and I was set free. What do you say to those women that... They go to their day-to-day job. Maybe they're young moms. They have small kids. They're around other moms. They're, you know, hanging around people in their local suburban development. The moms that just are, you know, day in, day out doing the same thing, same routine, but the moms that 
they have faith, but they, they don't want to step out and share their faith with, within the circles, within the pillars of their life. Like, what do you, Mm -hmm. what do you have to say to them? Especially you coming from a place of shame. Do you think living out kingdom can be awkward? Do you think that there's rewards to people truly stepping out and being who they are? Yeah. I mean, for sure it can be awkward, but also I feel like God provides for us. So I, when you take that step out in faith, like he meets you there with his provision. And so, so many times in my life where I've, you know, like, God, I don't know if I can do this, but it's taking that first action step. So like, okay, God, I'm going to take this step in faith, believing that you're going to meet me here. And he always does. Like, you know, he can't do anything if we don't take a step right. forward in action. It's always, we have to take an action step, right? Um, but then his incredible provision and favor. Yeah. It's really his favor upon us as his children that really then grows that beyond anything that we could ever imagine or think. And so just to continually hold that faith, to believe that God can take our little small offering, you know, in an action step and grow it into something way beyond that we could ever imagine. Well, do you think too, it's about stepping outside of that mindset of impressing people. It's about impacting people. Sure. Yeah. Like, okay, I need to stop trying to impress these people that I surround myself around, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's work or personal life or whatever, it's time for me to make impact on these people. And really just let, you know, let it be a natural thing, not a forced thing. You know, so like I said, I've experienced the freedom in my life and out of that is how I function. It's every, every part of my life comes out of that. And it's just a natural flow of who God is in my life and my relationship with him. And so it's not forced. It yes. just, it flows naturally. Just who you are. Yes. Yes. Right. And yeah. to trust him that he'll open those doors for me too. Like if he's calling me to it, he's going to prepare the way before me and I can trust him for that. And Yeah. You just naturally shine and just represent God and people see that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I've experienced, you know, his favor in my life in ways that in the natural, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but because I'm his daughter and he loves me so much, that's where, you know, his favor is just, is so profound. And I'm so humbled and grateful for that in my life. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's a great way to end actually. <laughs> like, so powerful. Um, I'm just so grateful that you took the time to sit down with me and to share all this. And I really, uh, I really pray that God just blesses your coaching, um, business and that, um, you know, that he divinely lines up the people that need you with you. Thank you. Yeah. So I think that, um, there's some divine relationships heading your way and business relationships, but they'll, Mm -hmm. they're always end up being friendships, right? Yeah. And thank you, Jess, for just, you know, having me on. I appreciate that. And I'll just share this too before we close out. Like it's not normal for me to reach out and initiate friendships. So when Erica pushed me a little bit, say, hey, you should reach out to Jess. Um, I I did. And I feel like we've 
developed this incredible friendship. Like today's the first time we've met in person. Like we've always, you know, had a phone call or been on Zoom calls or whatever. So I or just, texted. Yes, right. <laughs> so I'm just so grateful for our friendship that we've developed and um, just grateful for you and Matt and the work that you guys are doing. Um, you guys have been such a blessing in our lives and it's been so fun to watch you guys grow and um, the impact that you guys have Thank as you. you're out on the road and just everything that you guys do. It's just, um, it's been such an honor to get to be a little bit part of that journey. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, I think we'll end though. I'll, pr I'll pray for everyone that's listening in and um, then we'll be done for the day. So dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you for this episode, Lord. Thank you for our audience out there listening in um, to the words that just flowed through Iva and, and myself. And Lord, I just pray that they were your words. I pray that um, you are impacting the audience out there. You're impacting the ears that hear this episode today, Father God. I just praise you for people like Iva, Lord, that you've gifted that do not shy away from their faith and that they're converging it with their career, Father God. I just praise you and thank you for uh, the, the audience out there. I pray that you uh, watch over them, that you guide them to people like Iva, if not Iva. But I pray that they find the... Um, the mentors, the coaches, the people that they need that can faithfully inspire them as well um, in any pillar that they're in, whether it's business or another um, um, type of pillar, Father God. I just pray that um, you just uh, use your people, Father God, and I pray that pray pro prosperity upon these people, Father. I pray that you uh, increase, give them increase and prosper them in all areas of life, Father God, for their kingdom their kingdom. And Lord, uh, you do nothing small in kingdom. You, you go big in kingdom, Lord. And I pray that um, our audience builds themselves on your firm foundation, Jesus. I just praise you and I thank you for the works that you're doing in your heavenly name. Amen. Over and out, guys. 10-4.